The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. To be with you once again, happy Wednesday night, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, along with my broadcast partner from News Radio 105.9 WBBM, the Chicago Bears Super Bowl winning guard, Tom Thayer, who once upon a time would have loved to have been in Mobile, Alabama this week, getting ready, getting reps, getting those one-on-ones big time against those defensive linemen, working your craft, working your hands, working your technique. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, you know, and I just think about the big difference because we talked a little bit about last week when I went to the Hula Bowl. The Hula Bowl is an all-star game, and you really don't have the preparation responsibilities that you do at the Senior Bowl. And so as I was glued to my TV today and I was watching the the Senior Bowl practices, I was kind of putting myself in the mind of these guys in the seriousness of football at this time in their life is bigger than any game they've ever played in so far college is behind them bowl games are behind them all the other stuff now that is leading up to their future is meaningful in terms of the snaps and everything and um you know it's 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 nice to sit there and watch on tv but you got to realize this is the first time in our football life that as a bear, you could sit out here and you could say we can have any one of these guys. <laughs> any one of these guys we want, we can have. And it's kind of funny because some of the superstars aren't there, obviously, but I saw a lot of players that I got a lot of interest in. Right, and we'll go down that list throughout the course of the show. Uh, headed down there on Saturday to call that game for Sirius XM uh, NFL Radio. We'll be joined by Jim Miller, who'll be my one of my partners on that day in our next segment. We'll also go on to Mobile and talk with the Athletics' Kevin Fishbane, who was kind enough to spend some time with us as well as we take a look at some of the the guys. And you're projecting cause, because you know the schemes now of the Bears. You know the offense and defense. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in terms of coordinators. So the schemes are going to be the same. We know what they look for in a Bear. We know what a Bear is supposed to look like now. Matt Eberflus and Ryan Bull set that foundation. And so now you're just trying to, to, to look at these guys and say, but, you know, I can't help myself. Like, you, you can't have everybody. But, boy, you want a lot of these guys. You'd like them right now. And then we haven't even you know, started talking about free agency, and this is not a group of first-rounders. There will be some. There will be second-rounders. There will be third-rounders. Oh, yeah. But there's going to be guys that are going to go undrafted from this senior bowl you'd like on your roster. You know, I find funny also, outside the personnel and looking at the different position players, I feel I'm getting to know Luke Getze better because I haven't seen an isolation camera on him during the course of any practice that we've ever seen him at the Chicago Bears. And so now you get a little bit of an insight of his coaching personality. And it's, it's kind of fun to watch that because, you know, I don't think there will be another time that they'll have a camera on him at a Bears practice following him around with an open mic. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying that part of it too, but um, also – I enjoy looking at all the different personnel because I almost feel like one of the players. Because when I was listening to the terminology of the plays today, that when they were calling an offense, I again was thinking about these guys, how difficult it is to try to understand what they're saying in the huddle within a couple-day period of time. And you see the mistakes. You see the adjustments the quarterbacks need to make and stuff. But then you want to see – those mental mistakes minimalized by the time the game gets here because that's one thing you can't have of evaluation of yourself is a bunch of mental errors. My, my eyes are not moving very far from the line of scrimmage. I, I, I just want to see what is available in the trenches, both sides of the ball, looking at both of those, and the rest of it will fall into place. For me, that's where my eyes are going. I'm certain the same applies to you. Now, I'm, I'm looking at everything else too, but – my sincere, fierce focus is on the trenches. It's Well, it's got to be. If you really want to take an example from this past weekend's football games, and no matter how big the quarterback positions were for all of them, it really came down to the play of the offense and defensive line in the winning and the losing team. So uh, you'd be a little naive to think that you had everything set up for next year going forward because this is a team that – 
you know, you could you would welcome as many as those offensive and defensive linemen as you could get here to get involved in the competition and hopefully, you know, get a future position. And the, we've seen what Braxton Jones was capable of doing, that nobody's out of the competition once they get here. That's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak, our producer tonight on our score studios. Adam Stadzinski, as always. Thanks to Dan Brilli and Jordan Treadup as well. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. Again, Jim Miller to join us, and also Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. couple of news items today. Uh, our old pal John Hoke coming back to the Bears. Cornerback coach and passing game coordinator with James Rowe headed to South Florida, uh, the University of South Florida, uh, as a defensive coordinator down there. But uh, love Big John, uh, outstanding guy, tough coach, going to hold guys accountable back there in the secondary. That's the way he, he rolls. He has the familiarity, obviously, in this scheme with, with Lovey Smith and the Tampa 2 and, and, and the different aspects of it. But uh, he was with Atlanta last season. He's been around for 41 years in coaching. Yep. Uh, it's been a long time, and it's still he still brings the fire. Oh, yeah, I, I love John. I was really excited to see the, that he's bringing uh, brought back aboard. We did get to see and talk to him in the Atlanta game, and it's still a guy that I really think he loves the time that he spent here in Chicago in his past coaching uh, stops, and um, I, I think he's a real asset to the defensive backfield of this of this team a new quality control coach on offense zach cable comes aboard has been spent some time with the raiders also was a player at wyoming omar young who's been on the Bears staff this past season is now assistant quarterback coach and receivers coach uh, helping out in that regard and carlos suber does a great job up there helping the players has been uh, given the title of director of wellness there are some other positions as well including our man pierre in the yes. uh, strength and conditioning department tom we love him he's got a passion for this organization as well yeah, well, you know, Pierre's coming back to be an assisting part of the weight room uh, staff over there, and he believes in lifting heavy weights and getting guys stronger. He's raised around plenty of uh, influences around the NFL and no bigger than the weight room he'll be working in in the Clyde Emmerich weight room. And so um, I, th- I think it's exciting for all these guys to get back involved in the new campus of Hallis Hall and get a chance to see what the Bears have grown into since the, time, the short time they've been gone. And, and what's also significant is there, there wasn't a massive change. Even after one year, oftentimes – Units get, you know, jumbled up. There's changes made. Guys get taken away for other jobs. And and that did not happen this year, which I think is important for the the continued development and the continued building of this team. For the one and most important player of all is Justin Fields. And I keep saying it time and time again that the opportunity to live and stay within the same terminology helps you improve as a player more than anything that a coach can kind of tell you or give you hints how to get better at on the football field. So to me, of all these coaches that are coming back, I'm glad that the terminology – terminology for Justin is in place all right Tom Brady retired today uh the passing of uh, Bobby Bethard one of the uh, best personnel men uh, met him many times yep. complete gentleman love the game love surfing love yep. surfing <laughs> uh, we'll get into that a little bit as well and Jim Miller will join us when we come back with Tom Thayer I'm Jeff Joniak this is Bears All Access it's brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score Welcome back to Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer here on The Score, and it's a better world when Jim Miller's in it. From Sirius XM NFL Radio's Moving the Change, getting his, uh, he's getting his uh, fill of football right now, uh, covering conference championship game, and now down in Mobile, Alabama, after he just completed his work on Sirius XM. Jim, how you feeling, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, Tom, Jeff, good to be with you guys today. Uh, you had some travel issues this week, right? You're I all settled down now? Did you just, you know, is take a glass of wine America, and calm it down? Yeah, is every flight in America getting delayed right now? Um, <laughs> so delays were definitely – I, I know some GMs down here that have flew commercial, and they got delayed. Like Scott Fitterer was late getting into today. Uh, obviously, they were announcing uh, Frank Reich as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, but – did interview Scott Fitterer today, but even he said he was delayed. So it's not just uh, pertaining to just me. But, yeah, it was rough getting a mobile. All right. We start with this because you were a teammate of his. Uh, the immaculate career of Tom Brady comes to a close 
23 years, seven titles, five Super Bowl MVPs, three regular season MVPs, records galore, including 649 touchdowns, and he retires after being the third highest passing yardage total in the league this past season and 25 touchdowns. I mean, amazing, and I I guess uh, it was going to end sometime, and uh, the suspicion was that he might consider or other teams would consider him elsewhere. And uh, But he pulled the pin early this morning. Any thoughts on that? Surprises? Uh, we'll start with you, Jim, and go to Tom. Uh, no, I, I'm not surprised. I think it could have gone either way. I think he's been fighting this decision uh, for a long time. Certainly it took a personal toll on him uh, last year uh, as, you know, their family and everything that they, uh, they went through there. And I, I think he's given all that he can give. You know, it is such a big commitment. Uh, the older you get, um, he does have other opportunities to to do other things, and so he he came to it that it was it was the right time uh, for him. Do I think he can still play? Yes, I do think he can still play. Now, can he position himself uh, to get on a team where he feels he can make a a championship run? Uh, I don't think that team is Tampa, and that's probably where he turned to because they've got some overhauling that they need to do. This was kind of their window uh, with Tom Brady. Uh, here, and I think that window's uh, starting to close a little bit. So all I can say for Tom is everything that – all the adulation that is thrown at him, and it is well-deserved. He is an extremely hard worker. How he prepares uh, for, for games, he is all in. I've never seen anybody uh, prepare to the standard uh, that he prepares himself, and he's, I think he's genuine, and I think he's authentic. So I just – I tip my cap to him. He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he has deserved – everything that he has accomplished just due to his work ethic. You, you know, one thing about players like Tom Brady and, you know, I think of Michael Jordan, I think of LeBron James, these guys that play well into their late 30s and into their 40s. I don't think a lot about what they do on game day because I think once the season gets started, you kind of fall into a routine and a rhythm that starts at the first game of the regular season and, and lasts all the way to the last game of the regular season. The most amazing thing about me about his long-term greatness is their commitment to the offseason. And if you understand what you have to do in the offseason in order to get your body for the regular season, there is nothing fun about it. Is You have to have the willingness to go to a squat rack and take 600 pounds off of it and hope that your knees don't give away once you unlock them to start doing reps there. you got to try to accomplish a 500-pound bench that maybe be unrealistic, but that's what you have to try to accomplish. So all these years of service that Tom Brady has put into the offseason – that goes unaccounted for. I think it's it's as um, fatiguing and taxing in anything that he's done on the football field as a football player. His commitment to the off season is what impresses me the most. All right, Jim, you play quarterback. Tom, you played offensive line. There are things that uh, these guys, the, uh, the greats of the game, can do that you can't, despite the fact you want to and your mind thinks you can. Both you guys. Uh, how how do you – what's the one thing about Tom Brady that you, Jim, have analyzed over the course of the time being with him, being in those meeting rooms, and observing him as you have your entire football life that still impressed you to this – like what specific thing about the way he played the game? Well, for what Tom touched on is is the commitment, you know, in, in preparing yourself. And it, it can't just be all in, in one area, you know, because you're trying to – maximize your areas of, of weakness and you're still trying to build uh, your strengths and, and things like that. But for me, it was preparation. I'll go back to Super Bowl 39 in the week of, or the two weeks prior to that, we, we went down and we beat uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. We had to go into three rivers and, and beat that team. Tom had a terrible flu. All right. He had a 103 degree temperature and was not feeling well. It was even questionable that he was going to, a play in the game, but I remember early in the morning, he calls me and Rohan Davies said, "Hey, let's just go down to, to the to the room and let's go over all these plays one more time. Let's think of all blitzes that could they could throw at us, and I want to go through all the scenarios." And and we did that. And he was sweating profusely. He was getting uh, you know drinking as many fluids as he could. He played the game with a basically a dry suit on. Uh, to keep all his heat uh, in because it was so cold. It was like minus 13 degrees at that game. But we did uh, – he has the ability to, to focus when you're not 100%. And as Tom will tell you, 
everybody knows was you're not always going to feel good when you play football. And here he was sick on top of it. It's the day or it's the game prior to the uh, to the Super Bowl, and he knows he's got to be at his best. Uh, but his commitment, even fighting through uh, a sickness, and what he wanted to do to prepare to win that game, and he was he was brilliant in that game, guys. I mean, I don't think he made one mistake. We went over every single blitz. Sure enough, Steelers ran every single blitz that they could run at, at Tom that day, and he he was just masterful. Uh, so I, for me, that's what I take out of him. His greatness, one, is his preparation. And when you need to be at your best for, for your team in any big-time situation, he was always prepared. And that's why he makes it look easy. The, the good ones, the great players make it look easy. And Tom made it look easy that night. Tom, do you have an offensive lineman that you could put on that same kind of Brady-esque like, wow, I can't believe what this individual can do down in and down out year after year. Um, I, I don't think so. As long as I'd like to sit here and think about guys that have recently played, you know, into their 17th and 18th year, it's so different than a quarterback. And you think of Jim talking about his pregame preparation. And, yeah, you're an offensive lineman. You have to know your responsibility and protection in every run play. But you don't have to know the responsibility of every 11, all the 11 defensive players that you're facing, and you, they can make changes throughout the cadence. So from what Brady has been able to accomplish, listen, we're not talking about a tons of guys here. We're talking about a handful of guys from – spread out sports that have been able to accomplish what Tom Brady has been able to accomplish. So, um, you know, could I sit here and think of guys like Daryl Green who played cornerback for a long time with the Washington Commanders, Redskins at the time? No, it doesn't doesn't compare to me because Brady – was able to accomplish what he's been able to accomplish for such a long period of time. And then, but two was also when he got the notification about being a player. It's not something you prepare for. Hey, Drew Bledsoe just got jacked in the chest. You're in. So, you know, and it's not like you get to sit there and look at the tablet for 20 minutes and then say, all right, coach, I'm ready to go in. I think I got it. That's where you and Tom are on the same page because that happened to you in the 85 season in Minnesota. Same thing. And you never left the lineup. Right. There's but, the tie know, in. Again, you know, it's not, there is no tie in compared to what <laughs> Brady was able to do, the pressure that he was under, and then what he did um, in the future of that opportunity. You see, Jim, I try to give an offensive lineman a compliment. They just can't take it. They won't, they won't accept it. They never they're, will. You know, that's the humble, way they're built. They're too humble, and that's why they're the smartest guys on the team. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break, guys. We'll start getting into the Bears and what is ahead as they get ready for this offseason of significance. This is Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back, everybody, to Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and our guest from Sirius XM NFL Radio is moving the chains, Jim Miller, and our good friend and uh, your teammate, uh, Olin Krutz, Jim, uh, just texted Bruce Matthews. We're talking about longevity, excellence, things that uh, Brady-ish, and uh, he did play a 16-game season at the age of 40 with the Tennessee Titans uh, I, in 01. That's your classmate. He's, he's my era, man. He's my my draft classmate. Uh, you know, USC guy. I, I'm ashamed that I forgot that, and uh, I, I, you know, well, appreciate I'm glad, the reminder. Well, yeah, I'm glad Olin's uh, listening because uh, if Olin <laughs> will remember when we played Washington in Washington, at that point they picked up Bruce Smith, and he was a problem for us that day. I think it was his 19th year in the NFL. And that was the game where Brad Maynard ran the fake punt, right, and hits Urlacher for a touchdown. Oh yeah, that's a one field goal or the fake field goal, and uh, hit the hit the the touchdown. And Bruce was a problem, man. I remember walking in halftime. I said, "Man, Bruce, you you still have it." I mean, he was a really working the the guys up front. And as we know, Olin's tremendous, and Chris Valero and Tucker. I mean, those guys are as strong as anybody. But they'll even tell you he he was a handful. Uh, that day for, for Bruce Smith. I, I just want to just go back in time because you're talking about the last game after 19 years. Well, his very first game, we played him at Notre Dame Stadium in a preseason game. Yeah. And he was like 300 and something pounds. He was a big, huge, roly-poly guy that was so out of shape. The grass was so long at uh, – 
at Notre Dame Stadium, he could barely pick his feet up on, off the grass. I think he ended up getting hurt or something, and then that's and we were like going, oh, my God, this is Bruce Smith? No way. And then he met Rusty Jones, was introduced to the Stairmaster, and yeah. his career completely changed because of it. Great stuff. This segment of Bears All Access brought to you by Athletical Physical Therapy. Visit athletical.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. All right, let's talk Bears because uh, Luke Getze, the head coach of the American team uh, during Senior Bowl activities, the offensive coordinator of the Bears, they had the breakfast meeting. Were you at the breakfast meeting today? I did not go to the breakfast meeting today, okay. but I was over here. <laughs> At the uh, at the stadium about uh, 10 o'clock is when the festivities get started over here. Yeah, you don't need to give me the time. You know, I know you slept in a tad then, apparently, but, you know, I trust you. I trust that you're doing the work. Uh, but the breakfast meeting was at 8.30, Jim. 8.30 <laughs> and the media breakfast. So but what I'm driving at is he did get a chance to talk to the Chicago media. I don't have that audio right now. But, Jim, a lot of it, everybody wants to know what the plan is now for Justin Fields. And the idea that people are, are – on, on internet and Twitter, going crazy about scenarios, including would they move him? Would they keep him and bring somebody else in to compete at the quarterback position? What what can they do with this draft now in terms of trades and how to how to work that? Uh, the the plan is simple: keep working at it and, and keep developing and keep building around him. That that's my perspective. What's yours? And then Tom. Yeah, I think uh, you know when you look at Ryan Poles, I think they are committed uh, to to Justin Fields. He did a lot of great things uh, this year. Certainly he's got the the eye-popping runs, uh, but we know there still needs to be work to do in in the passing game. And I think Ryan Poles has acknowledged that. I think Lou Getzey has acknowledged that. Matt Eberflus, and I think even Justin Fields uh, knows the passing game's got to get better. You know, you don't want to be a one-dimensional team, and those are all areas that the the Bears are going to look look forward to in in improving. Uh, Because as we know, this is a passing league uh, primarily, um, and you do have a ton of these athletic quarterbacks that are really changing the, uh, the position and just with their athleticism and how they are incorporated uh, into offensive game plans uh, nowadays. And I think the Bears are looking for that. I thought they laid a nice foundation uh, for Justin Fields last year, and now they're going to continue to build it out and keep working on it, as, as you mentioned. You know, one thing about Justin, too, is I don't think he's excluded from having competition behind him. So whether, you know, Luke Getzey's looking at who he's looking to, it's about got to be about the you got to bring in a person that they believe that can create competition at the position and push the guy in front of them and hopefully capitalize on your own opportunity. And I think Justin's willing to stand up against any competition they bring in here against them, just like any other guy on this football team should be. I don't think there's very many guaranteed starters uh, right now on this roster, and so I think the competition is, you know, Luke Etsy's got to be looking at every player on this football team and every offensive player most certainly Uh, fellas are you interested in having a quarterback in similar traits to justin to be the backup i I am i i think you know it's kind of there was a big contrast this year you know when trevor simeon got in there the style of offense kind of changes you know and i think we know for nate peterman you know these guys are athletic but they're nowhere near to the same skill sets of what Justin Fields bring to the table. Baltimore, look at the direction they've gone in. They actually, not only did they draft uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, and then they went out and drafted Trace McSorley. McSorley's no longer there, but he ran a similar type of offense at Penn State, and now he's out there in Arizona. Because why? Because Kyler Murray went down. They wanted a similar style of offense uh, with Trace McSorley uh, out there. So I, I do think there is merit to bringing in a guy that has similar skill sets or traits is Justin Fields. They may not be as athletic as what uh, Justin Fields is because he's off the charts, but you kind of your offense wouldn't really change if he goes down due to injury. And I think it did change quite a bit when the other two quarterbacks were in there. You know, I just want to see the whoever comes in here to compete has the re, you know the reality that if they can develop, that they can play. I don't want to take a flyer on a guy that may be 
uh, a little too short to really be a starter, but he's got athleticism, so he plays the position similarly. I would like guys that can come in here, and if it is going from a Trey Lance to a Jimmy Garoppolo to a Purdy, that every one of these guys have the skill set to run the offense uh, according to how the offensive play caller sees fit. So, um, yeah, I would like to see someone come in here with similar traits to Justin because I think that they can complement each other. They can talk talk about the game and similarities in the way they're seeing it, and it will help both of their developments. Of the uh, six quarterbacks last year, five out of the Senior Bowl actually took snaps in the NFL last season. There are six quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl this week. We'll get a feel for where they're at from Jim Miller along with our guest coming up here in moments, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. We'll step away here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio's Moving the Chains, the former Chicago Bears quarterback. Down in Mobile, where we'll probably run into Kevin Fishbane, the outstanding NFL writer for The Athletic. I'm sure you guys will frequent the same joints. Kevin, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day. What did you see today that looks uh, – what did you see today that looks good in Bears colors? <laughs> oh, Luke Getzey's having a ball, guys. He's, uh, <laughs> he's really uh, enjoying the opportunity. And it's, it's fun, too, for him because he gets to – the head coaching experience and he gets to evaluate these guys and, and, and see what they're taking from the meeting room out of the field. So it's been kind of cool to watch him run practice. And, and you guys know this too, but a name that bears fans don't probably know is Carlos Polk. He is the bears assistant special teams coach and he's a special teams coordinator for the national team out here. He is loud. He is enthusiastic. He is jumping up and down. If you ever watch a Bears game on the sideline, you see someone running up and down. It's probably him. Uh, and you can hear him when it's time for the special teams drills for the national team. So uh, I think uh, Matt Eberflus is down here. I think he's probably pretty proud of his colleagues. Uh, and Ryan Poles is probably pretty pleased that he's going to get a little bit uh, of uh, extra insight from his guys. Hey, Kevin, uh, looking forward throughout the week of practices and then on to the game. It seems like every year there's a guy down there that has some type of size or unmeasurables or traits or just making you know himself aware because of, I don't know, the way he looks, the way he plays, unusual for the size of the position. Is there any of those guys yet right now, right yet, that are being talked about this far in advance of the game? Yeah, Tom, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a couple guys who've stood out who will probably be labeled as undersized. And I'll start with Nathaniel Dell. He's a wide receiver from Houston. He's listed, guys, they measured him in 5'8 and 163 pounds. Um, but of all the receivers here, he's probably stood out the most. And he's on Getzi's team. And he's quick. Um, and he's got some nice route running. And that's going to be one where, you know, if the, you're going to have to look at the tape and kind of decide, you know, do, do you want to take a guy that, that might be prototypically undersized, but if he's going to produce, if he's going to get open, um, he's going to catch passes thrown his way. Um, and, and I'll give you a local guy, too, in that realm. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Northwestern guy, so I'm always keeping an eye on, <laughs> on those players. Adetamia Adabare. Uh, defensive he, he, defensive end who slides inside to three tech in the sub package, six two, you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of Justin Jones in that he's a little shorter than you might like, but my goodness, his quickness off the snap, really impressive, and, and he's the type of guy that's going to have really impressive combine pro day numbers. So it's kind of the same thing: is how do you align that? With the college production, with the fact that he's just not maybe the ideal height and length for the position, but you can't ignore some of the, the those those gifts that he that he has. Well, Feldman freak, by the way, six eighty five, squat and a four ten bench press for those who are interested. Uh, a body like a barrel, Jim Miller. As uh, we look at him, what else uh, do you see out there? Yeah, well, I like Keanu Benton from Wisconsin too. I mean, that guy's he's really had a good. Uh, first couple of days here I think he's held up well he's very uh, obviously well coached under Jimmy Leonard and that style of defense that the Wisconsin Badgers uh, really run I love what you said about Nathaniel Dell he had a, a seam route for a post or for a touchdown today 
Um, he looks as quick as anybody out here, and it's it's not all about the size because we know undersized guys like Tyree Kill have thrived uh, in the NFL. It was interesting, Kevin, because before you came on, we were thinking about quarterbacks. You know, do you want the same skill sets of all your quarterbacks? And we're you know, you look at Justin Fields and his skill sets so athletic. Probably the one guy down here that maybe the Bears would look at, I, I would think it would be Malik Cunningham from, from Louisville. It's not the most decorated group of quarterbacks that are down here. I wish uh, Levitz would have committed to this game. But uh, what did you think of Malik Cunningham from Louisville? Yeah, you know, I was glad to see Malik Cunningham was coming to this game, Jim, because of what you just said. Because, like, that is somebody that you could you could see them, you know, if, if he was a Bears backup, you, you wouldn't have to hopefully change up too much of the scheme because you can still take advantage of some of those design runs. So, you know, I, I think that that group of quarterbacks, you know, he's kind of leading it, has, has certainly looked the best. Um, it, it's obviously, you know, Hendon Hooker's down here, which is yeah. a nice experience for him to get to talk to teams. But, of course, he's not able to participate because of the ACL. But I, I wonder with him, again, another guy who can move a little bit, um, really productive at th- this year at Tennessee, does he impress coaches this week with what he's doing on, on the whiteboard um, and, and the way he's kind of handling those interviews? Um, obviously, medical is going to be number one with him. Um, but, yeah, Malik Cunningham, that, that's one I want to see him in the game too, you know, kind of in, in the game situation, what they've lined up. You know, Luke Getze was telling us today, guys, that they, and Jim, I'm sure you know this, that they end each quarter with a two-minute drill. So, you know, they were doing a little extra two-minute work, the the uh, Getze's team today. So that's going to be kind of fun for these quarterbacks, um, for all these teams, because we know, you know, it, 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 everything's fine. You don't know who's coming from where um, to see how these guys kind of handle those two-minute drills in the game this weekend. Hey, Kevin, so when you're rubbing elbows with Luke Getze, the head coach of an all-star game, but then you talk to him on a weekly basis during NFL season, is there a different side of Luke that you're seeing? Because when I was watching him on TV with the open mic and you see you kind of get to hear a lot more of his personality um, that, you know, we don't get to see during the course of the regular season if you're not out of practice. So are, are, do you see a different side of him and do you feel um, that, you know, there's a little bit more exposure to him out here? Yeah, I do. I think there is. I mean, that's been, again, the kind of fun bonus for those of us who are here to get to know him better, um, to, to get to be in this uh, a little bit more of a casual setting, not buttoned up. You know, obviously, you know, I really appreciated Getsy throughout this season was very upfront with us, very matter of fact about what's going on, whether it was positive or negative about the team um, and, and was never, you know, d- didn't take umbrage with certain questions when, when, when things weren't going as well as he wanted and, and would, you know, have a little fun. And you're seeing more and more of that. I think this is somebody he said to us, he goes, guys, I'm not going to be out there yelling and screaming and tackling guys. But I like to bring some juice to my practice. And he ended the first practice with a competition, you know, offense versus defense. Loser does push-ups. And, and, and he really wanted to put an emphasis on these players having fun. I mean, these guys are just so tightly wound because to them it's this big job audition, which it is. Um, but but he's really trying to get them to kind of loosen up and, and have them take after him a little bit. So I think it's, it's good for him, good for Bears fans, good for NFL fans to kind of see – that personality, because guys, I, you know, it may be a little bias from being around him this week, certainly some recency bias, but obviously being around him in the building, but the guy's probably going to be a head coach one day. Um, and that's what, that's why this is so important for him. So I, I think all these things are important for him to get that onto a, a larger platform where more people kind of see the, the type of person he is. Kevin well, Fishbane, with- our guest here from The Athletic on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jim, you, you can take it away, but I got one thought real quick, and maybe you can answer this better. Dewan Jones, who is uh, – he can blot out the sun. He, he, he is just massive, 6'8", and an eighth, 375, the right tackle from Ohio State out of Indianapolis, uh, was just burying guys into the ground yesterday. Did not work today. What's his story? I yeah. texted – Jim Nagy, and that supposedly he's got a legitimate injury. I'm sorry, Kevin, go ahead and fill in the, the dots there. No, Jim, that was perfect because you had the information that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, so he, I, you know, I noticed because he, he was, he was so dominant the first day, and I got up, uh, got here early and noticed that he wasn't even on the field. He wasn't even dressed. And I said, man, maybe, you know, we know agents can step in and some guys don't play in the game. And if you dominate early in the week of practice, some guys elect to just shut it down say, hey, I've done enough, and uh, that's all I'm going to do. But I, I texted Jim Nagy from up here in the in the booth, and he said, no, he's got a legitimate injury, and, uh, you know, so that he's going to sit out today, and we'll see if he uh, returns uh, uh, tomorrow. But uh, 
One thing I was going to ask you, Kevin, is for, for Luke Getze, because this is different this year, normally they designate uh, two staffs, like uh, obviously the Patriots and Falcons are doing the Shrine Bowl. This staff for Luke Getze, there's got to be a level of trust involved. Did Luke Getze talk about that? Because it's a, like an assortment of, of coaches that he may or may not have familiarity with uh, that are that really comprise his staff as a, uh, you know, all both staffs on each side in the American and National are, are like an all-star team of of coaches, so to speak, from all different organizations. Yeah, you know, one of the things he said, Jim, about that from a a positive standpoint, what he likes about it is he, he's learning stuff from these guys. Um, he, he's able to take some things from them. Um, you know, I, I think it might have been different if it was just the full Bears staff. He's not going to be able to because he really wanted to walk around every position, go to every meeting room, kind of what Matt Eberflus does at Hallis Hall and, and be present. That was his big theme, Luis. He wants to be present. Well, if he was doing that with all the Bears coaches, he would probably not learn a, a whole lot because he knows all these guys. He does have Dave Borgonzi here, the Bears linebackers coach. Um, Tim Zetz has kind of been his right-hand man, who's the Bears assistant tight ends coach. So he's been helping him out a lot. But I think for him, you know, there, there are a couple Packers coaches are on staff. So certainly he's got a connection with those guys. But I think he's really appreciating that he's getting all these different perspectives um, from these coaches and to continue to learn and kind of build his own portfolio uh, when it comes to the field of coaching. Kev, when you look at the offense and defensive line talent, probably the biggest need for the Bears going into this season. Is there any guys that people are gravitating towards their name that maybe be that special second or third rounder? Um, I've seen a couple of them in one-on-ones that I could see that may not be a first rounder but are going to be you know, early candidates to play in their career. Yeah, the, the name that's flashed, or the guy that's flashed the most to me, Tom, is Will McDonald from Iowa State, the uh, edge rusher. I'm sure Jeff knows him a oh, little bit. Please, and... are you kidding? I love this guy. <laughs> love his He's... spin move. He, he, he showed he showed that today. He did. You know, it's funny. What what I loved too about about that today, Jeff, was it was his second rep in a row. The first rep went around the edge. Next one did the spin move to kind of show the arsenal a little bit. But he's got the length. He's got the tenacity. Um, you really, he has popped uh, both practices. So that's someone from and and you know I think we'll we'll be talking about it for the next three months about how much it would help the defense to get not one, not two, not, you know, three new edge rushers, whatever you need to bolster that defensive line. So he's definitely the guy in terms of making plays from that defensive front um, that stood out to me the last two days. All right, Kev, we're going to let you go. Uh, any other final thoughts before we uh, – says there's a lot of Chicago – not a lot, but several Chicago area kids. Uh, the one that uh, has caught my attention – in terms of his uh, ability to run routes. Uh, you mentioned Nathaniel Dell, but I'll tell you, uh, some great route running by Jaden Reed out of Naperville Central in Michigan State. He started at Western Michigan uh, in his career, uh, did pretty well with 26 touchdowns and a 14-yard average uh, out of Michigan State, uh, but uh, dangerous with the route running, and he's got some size at nearly 5'11". Yeah, no, he he stood out too. He he's looked pretty good, looks the part, quickness, and and obviously as you mentioned, really productive throughout his college career. Another local guy who I'm curious to see what happens with him in the draft because I'm not sure if his size is there is John Michael Schmitz, the uh, mm-hmm. center from Minnesota. And, and guys, you know, we all know the history of centers in Chicago, and I think if anybody, if you're him and you grew up in the area and you grew up watching, you know, for him, he probably grew up watching Olin. Um, and, and, you know, you go, you know, older guys and, and they watched Garza and, or they go way back and they watch Jay, you know, you, you go through it. I, I think that it, it's, it's always fun to me to see the Chicago guys who play center, who make it to this level to see if they could make it into the NFL. Cause we know it's a bit of a hollowed position with this team. Sure is Homewood Flossmore high school. And he looks really good. Six, four, three, 20. We'll discuss more of that as we continue on. We got a long way until the draft, Kevin. They were just getting started, and it's uh, already a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Kevin Fishbane, our guest. We'll be back after this. This is uh, Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Calling all Bears fans. Get the ultimate VIP fan package at Soldier Field this season with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket, pre-game hospitality, appearances from Bears legends, and more all in one place. Make the most of your game day experience at Soldier Field this season. 
Get your VIP fan package by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com today. Connie's Pizza has been Chicago's go-to pizza for over 50 years. Call 312-CONNIE'S with pizza options including classic Chicago deep dish, stuffed, thin crust, and our original Connie's Pan Pizza. Connie's is home to Chicago's pizza. Call 312-CONNIE'S and visit Connie's Pizza with a whole family and big groups and visit before and after Chicago Bears games utilizing our shuttle buses to and from all home games. We're located just six minutes from the stadium and have enough parking for everyone. Connie's Pizza is your go-to pizza for Chicago pizza. Call 312-CONNIE'S and order today. Traveling to an away game to watch the Bears win big? Get ready to celebrate. Celebrated a little too much? Time to sleep in. Slept in and gonna miss that flight home? Time to change your flight without paying change fees thanks to United. So, when will you worry about getting back? Tomorrow? Maybe? United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears. Does not include basic economy unless a United waiver applies. Exceptions apply for certain international flights. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we designed the Ford trucks of the future for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 45 years straight. Made for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't designed for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2021 calendar year total sales. It's game time, but before Terry can enjoy his brat, he's got one last thing to digest, an impending work deadline. Luckily, CDW helps Terry and his team make big plays from anywhere, even the tailgate, by pre-configuring Lenovo ThinkPads with the Intel Evo platform. With business class performance and effortless connectivity, Terry tosses over the files, and she's got them. Lenovo makes seamless productivity possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. CDW, official technology solutions advisor of the Chicago Bears. Calling all Bears fans. Get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket and appearance from Bears legends and more by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday. Thanks again to Adam Stadzinski, our producer tonight in the Score Studios, playing Traffic Cop. And thanks to Kevin Fishbane. I'm Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio's Moving the Chains. Jeff, I, I have a question. Is there... Um... I, I think we're, you know, looking at the backup for Justin, looking at the need for offense and defensive linemen. You know, what position are we ignoring almost this far in advance of, of the draft? Because, you know, you're still talking about, you know, some depth at the linebacker position, need at defensive back. And, but, I mean, are we paying too much attention to the offense and defensive line when there's other needs on this team? Uh, I'll answer from my perspective, no. <laughs> I Listen, that front seven, uh, it needs a uh, needs a lot. It needs a lot. Uh, the offensive line, we got to have the trust of, of what we're going to be putting out there each and every week, and what the development process and competition will be. So that's that's where my eyes are, are clearly focused. However, Jim Miller, uh, it could be any position, and and that goes for any position. And this is a building, developing team that has a foundation started and it has a very particular taste for what kind of players they want to be on that field guys that are going to bring the juice bring physicality be nasty on every face things that they all talked about at the beginning and you don't you're never going to get everybody you want the type of guys but uh, you certainly can start by sifting through this uh, senior bowl and the other all-star games and then when you get to the combine we'll get those underclassmen rolling in but I, I I'd say I'm sticking with the front. I'm sticking with the line of scrimmage until further notice. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to say the the war daddies. That's what I've been calling them. You know, you need a couple of special guys. They'll be out there in free agency. Guys like a a Duran Payne, and certainly you want to get big, strong, physical guys uh, on the interior. I think we we see the how important the O and D lines are. I mean, look at Philadelphia and look at uh, what. Uh, Kansas City's doing right now. Chris Jones was an absolute game wrecker uh, the other night for uh, for uh, Kansas City and for them to defeat Cincinnati. Probably one position I would say that everybody's like, well, you know, we, do we need another tight end? You're going to say Cole Komet. They got Trayvon Wesco there as a as a big blocker, but this style of offense, say compared to Baltimore that likes to run the football, what do they have? They've got Mark Andrews and they drafted that kid William Likely last year, who's more of a, a receiving uh, tight end. 
So I, I think something like that, you can't overlook uh, positions like that because, as we know, you you want the strongest roster possible, and that would give a, a, the Bears even a little bit more you know, flexibility in terms of what they can do running the football and passing it with a tight end rotation that would be pretty good. So, Tom, were you taking notes today? Do you got a couple names of, of guys that really have caught your attention? I, I Well, right now I'm just starting to – memorize the numbers because you know it's it's hard to see but i think there's an offensive lineman his last name may be steen he wore number 54 um and you know when you sit there and you watch the one-on-ones out of my like the kid uh, out of minnesota the local guy do but this um tyler steen from alabama yes he's he's a 15 He's a heck of a player, man. I mean, I watch him in one-on-ones. His he doesn't get beat. First of all, he's got great snap count anticipation. And when the defensive lineman tries to make an alternate move, he already has a decision made how to keep his hands inside, stays low with power. Um, and I think you know he's a, an immediate competitor as a starter. You know, where no matter I don't know where he's going to get drafted, but he's just a guy that that caught my eye. And then, uh, you know, a couple of the other big defensive linemen, strong, steady, and quick on the inside. You mentioned yeah. Tyler Steen. I, I thought it was interesting because the, the Shepherd quarterback, uh, Tyson Badgett, he's a Division two, obviously very decorated. At one time, he had uh, Tyler Steen as, as his offensive lineman. Then he had Syracuse or uh, Florida's uh, Osiris Torrance. And then at the same time, uh, McClendon was in there, Warren McClendon, from Georgia was in there. It was a, basically an all-SEC <laughs> offensive line, and I don't think Tyson Badgett had, had ever experienced any of that at Shepherd College. No. <laughs> I mean, he was just like – he was back there yeah. like, I can't believe how much time I have to throw the ball here. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Now, what do you think of him, by the way, in two days? I, I like him. I think he's got a live arm. Um, I think he can clear, clean up some things on, a, on his footwork. Like a couple times he didn't open up his left hip. Uh, which caused the ball to, to fall short. But he has probably got the livest arm down here, uh, I believe. Yeah, and, you know, the competition comparison is, you know, really hard to even put in the same ballpark, obviously. But Division two quarterbacks, it's it's rare, no question. Uh, but is the guy who believed in himself. He, he wanted to be at Notre Dame. He entered the portal hoping he would right. go to Notre Dame. Yep. And so I like that attitude. He's from West Virginia. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that college is in that same area, Jim. Uh, but he does have a live arm. And uh, and his dad's a, a 28-time world champion arm wrestler. So, right. you know, yeah. you, you got these interesting stories, but that's uh, a competitive thing, right? So, you well, know, you got that forcing Kenny through your Mistroli? veins. Do you guys remember oh, yeah, Kenny Mistroli? Yeah. Kenny Mistroli. Kenny You're really bringing work- out the names. Well, Kenny is working with him. So Kenny okay. is, is developing Ty, uh, Tyson Badgett, and believe it or not, uh, I'm wondering if he landed him because if you don't know this, uh, Kenny is one hell of an arm wrestler. Um, really? And, uh, yeah. I did so not I, know I, that. I, I'm going to ask him if he challenged uh, Tyson Badgett's dad because uh, if you don't know, Kenny has beaten many a people down here in Mobile and walking away uh, with a nice little pot uh, in his oh, kitchen. Oh, is that right? Yeah. No kidding. Had no idea. This, How, this well, is like. This is like the Sylvester Stallone over-the-top movie when he was a <laughs> professional arm wrestler. Yeah, and the dad, dad does it both left and right, so he's ambidextrous. No yeah, how about that? He's won championships with both. That's crazy. Yeah, that crazy. is crazy. Jim, have you fallen – now, I, I know you're looking at the league differently, obviously, at all times. you got to cover the whole canvas. But specifics to what the Bears, what you envision they need – and what types of players would fit? Have you fallen for any any of these guys in two days? Well, yeah, I anybody think there, in particular? There's, yeah, there's guys that that flash, and the, you know, here you were just talking about obviously the the Iowa State Will McDonald. I mean, he has he has flashed every single day. Um, for me, I, I think three techniques are, are really going to be something the Bears eye in free agency, and I think they need to to look to draft one too. So Zach Pickens out of South Carolina, he showed a lot of explosiveness where he can penetrate and and be that type of guy up front. Um, there's numerous offensive linemen that we just talked about. Obviously, the marquee name is Dewan Jones and just how he is impressed here and how good he is. There's speed at wide receiver. You already brought up uh, Jaden Reed. I thought not only did Jaden Reed flash in his route running, he hit a, a nice uh, deep uh, bomb for a touchdown where he just flat out ran past everybody. I think his punt return skills are, are incredible. Um, so I think there's a little bit of everything. You know, and as we know, they can't all go in the first round. 
it's going to be littered throughout the the entire draft, and you just start to look at the the guys that can really uh, help your team. You know, who really impressed me here is that Riley Moss, the Iowa DB. I mean, he's got 11 interceptions. He three, he returned for touchdowns. Both days, he's he's been all over it in covering some of these speedy receivers because a lot of people questioned his top end speed. Can he can he match? Uh, you know, with the speed, with the ball production. I think he's really making a good case for himself that he can. Right. He's. I heard him today. He says he thinks he can run in the four threes at the combine. So, you know, they, they, they're they completely dismissing him as a corner and just keeping him in the safety realm because of that speed. But he thinks he can do both. Tommy? Yeah, you know, speed is good. As if, it's good if you can use it to benefit what your position is. Because we've seen guys go either through the combine or through the through this process. They run a 4-2, 4-3, 40, and then they, they get up to the NFL level and they do really don't accomplish a lot so I think it's more of what you see in between the whistles more so than what you see on a on a track or a a competition like a combine it took us 57 minutes and 42 seconds to bring up Cody Mock because uh, the offensive lineman that they had him out of tackle today Jim uh center guard he's out of North Dakota State uh really like what he did a lot of great uh adjustments even from yesterday with with his hand use his positioning and dealing with some of that beef up front because there are some really athletic uh, offensive linemen in the interior there that he had to deal with. Yeah, his best friend is Cordy uh, Volson, uh, the rookie guard who's starting for the, the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, you, you look at that conference and smaller players have come out of here. This guy is impressive. Like I said, he's got that long red hair that's flowing. He's got the, no two front, no front teeth. teeth. Yep. And then he's playing the fiddle. I mean, he looked like uh, Charles Daniels out there, or Jack Daniels, one or the other. Charlie Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dust, lost his chicklets in the uh, seventh grade playing hockey. He says he's not going to get him fixed until he's done playing football. So that's going to be his M.O. Jim, we'll see you in Mobile on Saturday. I'll be calling the game with you and uh, your, your partner in crime. And be looking forward to it. Thanks, as always. Well, looking forward to it. With Pat Kerwin. With uh, Top There, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to Kevin Fishbane, our producer as well, Adam Stadinsky, also Jordan Treadup and Dan Burley. We have enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.